left off the party uh, defeated the strange white that uh, got rid of Exley in some way uh, having gleaned all the information that they could have from it as it stubbornly refused to uh, say anything helpful uh, other than the fact that Exley was wherever they dispose of bodies um, this kind of drove uh, Conrad into a bit of a crisis um, where he, uh, he and Fall spoke on, on the loss of Exley and were interrupted by the skeleton key from level one um, that they promptly dispatched um, even Conrad without any form of sight in the dark of level one was able to one hit it. Meanwhile, downstairs on her watch, Beatrice uh, was spoken to by Moa, who said that he did not recognize the symbology of the two of the, uh, the sarcophagus as that of any of his kin. So, um, that's basically where we pick back up with uh, Conrad and Fall returning to the, uh, the second level of the tomb. Um, and is there anything folks want to do before getting the last bit of their long rest in? Beatrice, uh, before she would have sat down, would have uh, had a look at the body or whatever was left behind of the white to see whether she could find anything of interest on him. Okay. So, um, he does have, if I can find it, there's not much. Uh, uh, roll me an investigation check. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there's not much. He's, he's in tattered old robes. There's the cracked um, mask. But there is a um, amulet shaped like a black skull. Beatrice would pocket the amulet before going and sitting down for her watch. Okay. All right. So you have this uh yeah you have you have this skull in uh, this or this skull shaped pendant uh that amulet that is uh shaped like a screaming humanoid skull 
uh, with ruby eyes and emeralds of teeth um, hung on a uh, iron chain necklace. Uh, all right. Um, for like whenever fallen, Conway come back and probably Beatrice as she ducks her head in. And for uh, for everyone, uh, Sylvia would have, as I said last step, would have sat out in the hallway for a bit, just with her head in her hands, and eventually would have kind of very stiffly gotten up walked back in and just gone back to wherever her little bed spot was. Um, but instead of going back to sleep, she's just leaning against the wall with like her knees drawn up and anyone close enough to her would hear that she's humming to herself. Just weird little nonsense songs that could be lullabies. And she's just doing that. And Conrad is full. Yeah. I will say, um, while they're walking back, um, and um, Karin's a lot more quiet now, but because Fall can see in the dark, he is still crying, just like very, like, just like quietly. Um, uh, but he's once again, like, focusing very much on, like, uh, like where his footprints are, so he can just, like, I suppose, focus on where he is and ground himself that way. Um, and I imagine probably it's like they reached up like to this level um, or descend to this level, I guess. I can't remember. Uh, I am bad with geography. Yeah, descend, descend to this level. You're going down as you go through levels. Yeah. I don't know if four might be quiet as well, I presume. Um, yeah. But then I'm kind of a purpose of nothing. Connor just kind of um, says, when I was younger in the summertime, my family would go for some month to the southern border to stay with uh, my, well, our uncle Mercutio at his estate and join, enjoy the sunshine in the river. I think, unlike Papa, my uncle was fond of me over my brothers, our brothers, I suppose, which they hated. And one summer when I was 13, my uncle gifted me with a dog to keep as a pet. My brother's got new blades or something like that. I can't really remember. But they did not like that I got a dog. And it was not over a week once before we turned back home that my dog was driven away by them. Unsure which. Hardly matters. I was stupid enough to ask if Mama or Papa could help. And Papa only said, we have no use for a dog. So that was that. I, I know some families have used for dogs to go on hunting parties or seek out rats, but oh, that was that. Bit of a stupid sentimental thing, really. It is not good to miss someone or regret it. And yet. That's, that's awful how they treated you. I know where I grew up there wasn't much for use for pets, but I always thought that I would like a cat or something and for them to have such luck, yes, of care. That must have brought a lot of tough feelings when actually 
He became the dog and everything. Uh, yes. And now we don't know where he is or if he lives. <laughs> I shall be quiet now. No, I am. I'm glad to hear from you if you ever wish to talk about his emotions. I can't say that I will know how to help, but I want to, and I'm sorry. It is fine. I appreciate you walking with me. I will be fine in a bit. Excellent. Um, would you like me to make a distraction or something so that the you may go to bed and quiet? Or yes, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> I don't want to talk to the others. Of course. Yes, I, I can do that. Um, I'll, I'll take our friend here and I'll, I'll show it to them all. And he branches like the skull. Good. Yes. Good. Ah. Mm. And it kind of just like just loosely keeps like then just focuses his gaze on the ground as we keep walking. Yeah, and they'll make their way back. Um, can I do any silly spell? <laughs> I guess yeah. Uh, full will enter. I guess the door. The, there is no door to it. It's already open and everything. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. So four basically um, hold out the skull in through the doorway so that you see the skull first. Beatrice is still sitting in the hallway. <laughs> Paul is just holding a skull in front of them. <laughs> oh, hi, Beatrice. Um, yeah, come and have a look at this. We we fought um, a little friend. What do you make of it? Um, is Sevio and um, Artis and Dragonbait still awake or are you going to bed? I do not know. I assume Sevio went to bed. She left the hallway. I will remain here on watch. We can talk about the skull in the morning. Excellent. Yes, of course. Um... Hmm. I guess Beatrice is kind of like blocking the door. No, no, no. She's like, <laughs> oh, okay. She she's stands like off to tucked the side. up against the side of a wall. She's not actually anywhere cool, near cool. the doorway. Okay. In that case, yeah. <laughs> Paul will just kind of like try to like usher Conrad around her and such, providing a, a distraction. And yeah, we'll look into the room to see uh, what everyone else is doing. Uh, Artisan Dragon mm. Beta back at sleep at this point. Sensible. <laughs> okay. In that case, we'll just um, do a nod to Conrad and then head over to Sevia. <laughs> hey. Oh. Hello. Hi. Uh, oh, we uh, ran into this little, uh, another one of those little skeletons out there as well, but it was easily dispatched of. Good. Good. Oh, they are frightful little things, aren't they? 
Yes, yes. Steely bitter things. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you both did a wonderful job. It was mostly Conrad, really, but I am. Um, <laughs> it was Wrigley. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me. Real right out. But yes, and um, how are you holding up? Um, Stevie has been like avoiding Fall's face this entire mm. time, but she does kind of look up. And again, it's that weird thing. It's almost like she's looking at his like left ear, but she's still looking like at his face. Ah, mm. uh, I don't know. If I may be morbid for a moment, there is normally a body. I don't know what to do without a body to mourn. Or if there is even point to mourning. Oh yes, I, I get you on that one. They can't always bring the bodies back. <laughs> um, it is difficult. <laughs> I don't know if I can exactly provide advice. <laughs> you do not have to. This is... I may not be dealing with it well, but I am dealing with it. I'm, and I'm sure you have uh, been helping Conrad in this yeah. time. So I understand if you are also in need of some quiet right now. Mm -hmm. And don't need me clavering on about the useless nonsense that whirls around in my head. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought it was useless. That's very <laughs> kind of you to say. I like to hear you speak. Although it is also very late, so if you want to sleep at some point, that's fine. But also, I am totally fine with talking with you. <laughs> I think I've lost my accent. <laughs> <laughs> No, you've got it. It's um. <laughs> I I feel as if we should sleep, although I do not know if I could turn my brain off if I tried. <laughs> Back home, we have um. I have ah silly. I'd contacted an artificer. A, Perpetually playing music box uh, provides minor noise throughout the night. In case your brain cannot turn off, it helps to soothe. Find it useful um, when I get a bit like this. I have yet to feel the need for it in our adventures. There has been so much exhaustion, it's been easy to fall asleep, but tonight I do not know if the thoughts outweigh the tiredness hmm. that sounds like a wonderful gadget <laughs> I think I'd find that quite useful myself <laughs> yes yeah, a sort of white noise hmm. do you think but... um, I don't would, would playing my lyre help at all do you think It could. 
I'm a little rusty with it, but um, <laughs> I I could give it a try. Might be. Thank you. Thank you. That's. She suddenly just kind of all the tension in her just kind of melts for a moment. Thank you. That's so kind. I I want to help. And also, um, I usually find when I can't sleep, doing something helps. You used to always just do like 50 or 100 punches or something, but I think music <laughs> can work too. Music might be better at this particular moment. I'm not sure I would be particularly soothed by the sound of you punching something a hundred times. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't help anyone. No, I'm sure I will. Um, uh, here we go. <laughs> um, however long Fall plays before, there is going to be... Stevie is still just leaning up against the wall. But at some point, she is going to start doing that little nod-off thing. And then she's just going to fall into Fall's side and like just rest her head against their shoulder and fall asleep like that. I think Fall would pause for a moment and just like look down at her and then um and like just like smile and just like keep playing for a while longer make sure she's asleep before going to sleep himself <laughs> kind of awkwardly being like do I push it to her off okay I guess we all get our long yeah. rest <laughs> so everyone gets their long rest in uh, and then you work out what you want to do from here. So you all wake up. And it's not the most comfortable sleep you've ever had. But it's enough. It's enough to stave off uh, sheer exhaustion. Um, Sevia wakes up and uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Sevia wakes up, and unless Fall did yeet her in the night, <laughs> she would wake up on their shoulder and just feel this momentary second of like absolute contentment, and then realize that she fell asleep on Fall and immediately sit straight up and just be like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> and then just quietly set about packing up all her things. <laughs> Full pretends to be asleep for a moment longer. <laughs> and then I'm like, um, oh, uh, good morning, Sylvia. Good morning. Uh, did you sleep well? Wonderfully, actually. Thank you. 
genuinely. Thank you. Uh, how did happy you help? Uh, how? Yeah, good, good. Um, yes, it was. <laughs> good. That's good. I'm glad you slept well, what with me leaning on you and everything. I hope that wasn't uncomfortable. Uh, no, no, that was fine. Probably better than like the hard stone floor and everything. <laughs> you are good to lean on. She punches him playfully in the shoulder. <laughs> uh, you too. <laughs> Ow. Take one point of bludgeoning death. <laughs> no, no. I would. Paul, I, would. Paul, I feel like Paul knows their strength uh, well enough to. True, Sebius is the sook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she will um, look over at the sleeping, uh, potentially still sleeping form of Conrad, unless he is, you know, yeah. So she will look over at him and then look back at Paul and. He's not handling it well, is he? No, no, he's not. I think um, a loss like that under his leadership is quite hard to take. (sighs) They were close. Yes, they were. I don't know what to say to him. I don't really know either. I don't oh, have well. many examples of how to comfort people and everything, but hopefully he knows he can talk to us and everything. And Although I think we as a group need to be more cohesive, I think, perhaps. I think you're right. I might go wake him up. Just before all that happens, after everyone fell asleep, Beatrice came back into the room and sat down next to Conrad's sleeping form and just sat there all night watching over him. I'm over. There's a Beatrice. Okay, well, Sylvia would have seen that when she looked yeah. over to be like, how's Conrad? Oh. <laughs> and she'll be like, uh, I will still go wake him up. Might need a buffer. Yes, yes, that's true. Beatrice can be a little unpredictable. I didn't mean for him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Sebi is gonna like creep over <laughs> and she's gonna like wave at Beatrice. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. 
Do you want to be that close to him when he awakes? I, f I am afeard he might be a little cross. Nothing I can't handle. Yes. But... Oh, you're not going to move if I ask you, are you? No. Okay, fine. Um, then she's going to crouch down next to Conrad and just very gently reach out and, like, just uh, shake his shoulder. It's like a little wiggle. It's just like, Conrad. He kind of like stirs for a moment and then just like, this is kind of like, no. <laughs> just like, well, I know. <laughs> Five he minutes tired. <laughs> Conrad. And then he kind of like, his whole body sort of like just snaps, um, like a little like uh, string being pulled taut. Um, and he just like sits up immediately, um, like very watchful. I did also roll to see if he doesn't arm strike, but I rolled a two. <laughs> so it's like an eight. So I imagine he'll like startle like um, very like visibly, but he doesn't do anything. Um, and then he just kind of like, uh, like big, big eyed, I guess. Um, he's like, ah, uh, yes, what? What's wrong? What's what? Where? Nothing. 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 But just waking up. Oh. Oh. I like just like very dazed, and then it like just slumps. Like ah. Uh. Okay. What's the plan? Um. Ah. Uh. We were investigating all the rooms, so we should probably find out what's in this room. Um, has anyone figured anything out? Not I yet. may have something about the room. Mm -hmm. I will also note, like, he is not looking at either Sevia or Beatrice directly. He's kind of like, he did when, like, Sevia woke him up, but then but now he's just, like, not pointedly, but he's specifically looking beyond them, I guess. Like he's focusing on the, the checkerboard tile of the floor instead. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, the voice spoke to me again and we it told me that it does not recognize any of the symbology symbology in this room uh, it doesn't fit with any of the other trickster gods mm. so this may be uh, some sort of decoy or something to mm, stop us from finding the actual next one. A false room. If the voice in your head speaks correctly, that is. True. How dare he impugn upon my honor. The voice didn't like that. <laughs> 
Oh, pardon, beg pardon. The voice in your head did not like what I said. Tell him Moa is honest and just. Moa is honest and just. That definitely sounds like something an honest and just person would say, certainly. Uh, Connor is now kind of like glare. Like he was looking poorly. Like in the distance, now he has actively glazed over. Um, and he just kind of like nods sharply, and then just um, uh, stands up. I guess, or like grab, grabs the stuff around him and stands up. Um, I will say, Obalaka in your head, Sevia says, "Amor can be trusted." Shut Sickeningly up. So. Sometimes sickeningly so. Shut I... Sylvia, like, actively disengages from reality for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of my sentence. All right. Both of you appear to be staring into it. It is no matter. So, true question is then, he's going to stride over to the, to the sarcophagus and go to open it if no one else does anything. <laughs> I thought he was going to finish his sentence. <laughs> you go to See, open would... it and can't. It's sealed shut. Mm. So, so then he like he like has like this kind of like power as he like just strides over and does like goes to do this and then kind of like not like he's trying to mask like oh it didn't work but it's like he then just like kind of crouches to like um inspect like the edges of it he's, he's looking over to see if there's any ways other ways to open it i assume there aren't but for flavor that's what he's doing um Sevia would have been like, hmm, yes, what is Conrad going to say? What? what uh, uh, like, held her hands out as if to stop him. And then would, uh, like, scurry over and attempt to assist and also, like, looking for any kind of way of opening the sarcophagus with Conrad and also would be looking to see if she recognizes any of the symbology or if it's related to any, if it is tangentially related to anything she may know in the same way she recognized a lot of Barovian symbology. I'm, I'm, you have high knowledge, high, like, incredible religion. You, you do not recognize the, this symbology at all. Is it almost like nonsense? Like nonsense symbols? For that, roll me a religion check. Okay. Uh, whilst that is happening, Beatrice also wanders over and pulls out the uh, sun sword once again okay. and uh, lights it up. Yeah. I think right. Paul is probably just like rolling up everyone's bed rolls and then it's just like, oh, um, oh, we're, do we're doing something now? Um, hmm, let me get my quarter stuff. <laughs> Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yeah, so this... It almost seems to be, like, set up in a way 
that there's an almost um what what they call cargo cult uh thinking to the way that this seems to be set up like it's set up in such a way that it it appears in in very many ways to be religious symbology but without any of the actual meaning or knowledge action behind what that is supposed to do placed into it it is um it it seems to an to an observer who has sort of a knowledge of history and of religion um it is symbolically hollow okay So she would kind of be doing that and then probably, yeah, this is how she attempts to comfort people. She's like, she says to Conrad without looking at him, she's just like, there is credence to the theory that this is a prop room. None of the symbology means anything. There's no religion behind it. Not similar to other rooms. No. Floor is it, different, but then floor mm. is different everywhere in each room. Yes. I cannot think why there would be need for a decoy, why they would need it to look religious. Certainly then, without, not without trap. Mm. To give room purpose. Unless... There are already so many rooms, so many gods. Unless this um, is some sort of cornerstone. Conrad kind of like uh, takes out his, um, like he's got his like book, his diary basically holstered to his side. He takes that out. And um, you can cut, like, see if you probably catch like a little glimpse that it was earmarked on a page that was like obviously like very strict notes on something that he's like crossed out very heavily. Um, And then um, he just like, kind of like just doesn't stutter but like his like demeanor stutters for a moment and then like he just like um pauses and takes another sharp breath and then like um like licks his finger and then like thumbs onto the next page uh back to where he's written down the like the prophecies um and he has a look over that and is and just like um just like it's very quiet for a moment and he's like not certain we may need to look further my mm. theory is that each of these notes have been just have been discovered on a different floor my concern is we have not found these ones will not correspond to the current floor we are on so we have no clues to operate off that makes sense. We circumnavigated many of the rooms downstairs that would have pertained to the second prophecy. We did. The question is, every time we have entered the floor before, there has been an easy way to find the prophecy. Mm. Why not but for this one? We have come from different air. We have come from different point, I believe. I which is of concern. Yes. Hmm. So either this room only means nothing because it is designed to mean nothing, or it means nothing because we have not yet discovered the meaning. Mm. 
Yeah, coming at it backwards. We've reversed page, mayhaps, before the rest of the story. Yes, precisely. In any case, perhaps this was merely a trap meant to encourage anyone probing the tomb to rest in, as it seemed like a safe place where then they can be scooped up and dispatched of. Either way, perhaps it is best to press on and leave this room for dead. That might explain why we found that poor satyr out in the hallway. Mm. We should press on. You are correct. Yes. And kind of will just kind of like not say anything and just close his book and reattach it. And then he's just going to go and stand by the doorway. Okay. Artists and Dragon Bait watch all this happen like, hmm, yes, those kids are good at investigating. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro. High five. Yeah. Yeah. Sevia yeah. yeah, will also go, wait. With, like, she'll give Conrad a minute and then she'll go wait next to him. <laughs> a respectable, socially accurate distance. <laughs> Beatrice will gather her things slowly. Okay. Yeah, if we'll get to their stuff, they grab the skull and they like, stick it like poking out of their backpack and go and wait. All right. <laughs> Oh, I found a, a thing too. Uh, and Beatrice quickly rifles around in her coat and hands the amulet to Conrad. Yeah. Conrad inspects the amulet. Where from? Creature that was felled by you. Yes. Hmm. He basically, like, just, like, tosses it to Sevia. Inspect that when you have the time. Certainly. No need to be rude about it, though. And Beatrice walks into the hallway. Okay. So. It's fine. Sylvia mutters as she's scurry, <laughs> as we all scurry. And Courage just kind of like stands to the side for a bit, probably as Sylvia like scurries after Beatrice. Um, and just again is just taking some rest before he will then walk along quietly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, artist and dragon bait, obviously follow along um uh, so where is the next um yeah what what direction do you go in next beatrice will get to the fork and that's where she will stay until everybody else sort of comes in and she'll then sort of say down the line, uh, do we want to continue looking around this floor or do we want to head down? 
I think that this skull also came from above. And we might have missed a room above. If we're collecting all these artifacts and stuff. We also haven't uh, inspected the doorway to the south in this, uh, mm -hmm. on this level. Where does the voice in your head think we should go? Which is a genuine question. Meant with no ill will. But they clearly want something. So where do they want you to go? They inhabit this space, do they not? They do. What is their will? They're not here right now. <laughs> Please try again later. <laughs> Kara just kind of like does like a little half turn to just stare at the wall and then like again he's doing just doing the concentrated like just reading like <laughs> for like a moment. <laughs> Sevier is very quietly, without drawing attention to herself, trying to see if the voice in her head tells them any direction to go in. <laughs> Either one, the one that lives here, or the, or the yeah. one in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, uh, uh, the voice isn't going to suggest any particular course of action. Have you gone south yet? We have not checked the south. And south, Beatrice let's go. Is going to walk south. All right. Excellent. I don't like this atmosphere. So, yeah. um, so heading south. Um, so south, south from the uh, staircase or south. So this, this stretch here in that corridor is like a loop. The the gravity arc. The the south passage that Artis was talking about was the one um to the south of the grand staircase. Um so you could certainly try to go around that loop if you want, but Artis, you'll need to give better directions. <laughs> Beatrice is at the front, so Beatrice is just gonna go around the loop. Okay, are people following Beatrice as she does this? Unless Artist says he meant somewhere else. Uh, Artist is gonna yeah. say, um, I meant, and that's where it cuts off for Beatrice. Um, but the rest of you. Here, I meant here. Artists finished that sentence. Um, uh, uh, I meant the door south of the grand staircase. Uh, as you all see in front of you, Beatrice walk and uh, walk through the loop and disappear at the crest 
of this ring. Oh my god. Beatrice. Uh let me let me find this here. Um Yeah. Uh <laughs> So you notice that the body that was down below is no longer present. Nor are any of your allies. What would you like to do in immediate reaction to this? (sighs) Beatrice did everything sort of like black out for a second before she came through the loop or like does she know that something's happened roll roll me roll roll me a perception check nat 20 baby okay so you have uh you yeah you recognize this feeling and the the visuals are accompanying it as that of uh walking through a planar portal so you have walked into a planar portal into some sort of replica of the room that you are cur- that you were in previously whoops Who knows, maybe you can get back by walking the other way. But you can't be certain. Actually, let me, let me check something. Mm. Yep, okay. Beatrice is going to walk down to the sort of uh, intersection. Just have a look around to see whether anything else, uh, anything is, appears different. Just continuing forward? Yes. Okay. It is exactly the same, just without your allies and without the body. The actual structure here is exactly the same. Hmm. She's then going to turn around and try and walk back. Okay. The way she came. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you get back. Um, meanwhile, Sevia, uh, Fall, and uh, Conrad, when Laura gets back, uh, yeah, uh, Beatrice disappeared right before your very eyes. So she straight up disappeared. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. Are you, 
you it Sylvia something in her brain snaps <laughs> and she turns around and she's just like you it was your terrible internal compass that has led to this artist I if you were listening if you were paying attention there you is, said go to the south yes there is a door in the south a do could you not see I, it in the grand we have potentially staircase? We have potentially lost a party member and you're here arguing semantics <laughs> with me? <laughs> we should, there's I, not even... There's no creature here that did that, did there? And it's at this point that Beatrice <laughs> walks back into this... Uh, this plane. That was interesting. You return. <laughs> yeah. Return. Oh, thank God. <sighs> Where did you go? What did that? I think it is a, a planar a portal of some sort. I ended up, it was the same place as here, but it was just empty. None of you were here. The body wasn't here. But it, it, it seemed the exact same. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. What even is the point of that? <laughs> I. Uh, uh. Testing. Well, I'm. I'm glad you're safe. <sighs> I'm glad you're glad. Good. Good. <laughs> good. Well, this is good. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Right. We proceed so further Beatrice, along. Beatrice, it's not that way. No. Door oh, south of the staircase. You can shut up for a minute. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Press forward. Ankara's going to walk forward back to where the staircase is. Yeah. Pretty uselessly, because he can, he'll just kind of like hover for a bit because he can no longer see. Uh, Is it here? He just like will walk. He'll walk as far as like yeah. the um the light shines out. Dragon, dragon bait, and artist also have um. If I can set those up, up, also have sources of light. Um, so artist's so dragon bait's sword glows. Uh, a little, and Artis's dagger, the pommel, uh, glows a little. Um, Sylvia's gonna cast, uh, light on her, um, quarterstaff again. So that is, it lasts an hour and it's a 20-foot radius. Okay. Well, 20-foot bright light, additional 20 feet of dim. Yep. She just kind of smacks that on the ground and it lights up and she's just grumbling to herself. Um, but once she does that, she will kind of pass it to Conrad. Okay. Uh, Conrad is reluctant, but he will take it from her. Okay, so Conrad... Oh, and then just kind of Conrad, Conrad has some light source. Okay. And then follow after Beatrice, I guess. Yeah. Just I don't try. know where to go on this map. <laughs> Put artists where we go. 
I'll just look the way. All right. No. Here. This doorway Sorry. here. Ah, okay. I'll get in my spot. So where Beatrice is? <laughs> <laughs> What's the doorway look like? What can we tell from All right. It? So... Three oval holes are carved into a nine-foot-wide, nine-foot-high stone door at human head height. As you approach, three humanoid heads stick out of the holes, each covered in putrid flesh and gnashing on an iron bit bolted to a chain bridle. Oh, maybe we don't want to go in there. Are they part of... I suppose they can't be as big, there's no point talking to them. Disgusting sight. This is the door you wanted to go in, Artis? Well, I was merely saying we hadn't uh, explored this avenue yet. Um, if they're on some sort of pulley system, by the looks of things, from those bits in their mouths, what happens if we get them to bugger off? Or let go. Hmm. An interesting quandary. I pity our expert on the dead is no longer here. Ah, <sighs> uh, Fall, you, you did thing to... You tried to do thing. I felt presence. Oh, yes. It I did not... The thing within me did not like it. Can you do that to these? Oh. Um, only to one of them, unfortunately. Well, to maybe enough. Oh, I guess so. It will make them want to, it'll make them be afraid of me and want to run away. I, are they able to move, do you think? Possibly. Hmm. It's um, all quite morbid if they cannot, but I suppose they're not. Like us. They're already dead. Yes. Uh, um, well, all right. I'll, I'll give it a try then, I suppose. And so I'll take up the holy symbol mm -hmm. and I will use an holy of innovation and they get uh, disadvantage DC 15. Right. Wisdom saving throw for one of them. Um. Let me see, do they have a bonus to this? They probably don't as... They have, they have, a, they have a negative, uh, uh, but they do have proficiency in wisdom saves. So that is a plus zero. The, uh, the lower of the two rolls was a 14. So one of them is afraid of you. Nice. <laughs> um, yes. It is frightened of me. Yeah. Um, I presume it's not moving. Sorry. Um, uh, it looks. It looks like it might try to go. Uh, does anyone have any other means of getting creatures to do what you want? As as the zombie starts, kind of. Trying to move look back directly at Sevia, but he still does in the direction of her. Uh, so Sevia kind of realizes Comrade's looking at her. 
And she goes, we want them to move, don't we? Or leave? Yes. I think so. All right. CB is going to pick one of the ones that Fall did not uh, a fear. Mm. And you know what? I'll... It's a lower DC, but I'll use command. And she's just going to look at Deadnit's gross little eyeballs and is going to say, Leave. Okay. Um, you can upcast that to affect two creatures if you would like. Oh, then I would like to do that. Yeah. So uh, they both get a wisdom saving throw. They both rolled too low to save. Hey. So, so the three zombies uh, move away from the door. One of them a lot more hurriedly than the others as it is uh, frightened of the uh, the blue uh, blue tiefling that holds the holy symbol. And as they do, the uh, the pulley system that they are attached to pulls the door up. And you can see into the room ahead. There are six glass cauldrons brimming with humanoid bones line the walls of this tomb, at the centre of which stands an ancient chariot bearing a bronze sarcophagus with treasure strewn atop it. Paintings on the chariot's body show a tall bird with a long, sharp beak. On the south wall, a bronze shield bears the embossed image of a, of a uh, warrior carrying a spear. Below an inscription that reads, Bow before no one. Four bronze statues stand on pedestals to either side of the shield. They depict warriors, one holding a sword, two with spears, and one missing its face. Sevia. Obalaka says to you, um, uh, these, these bones, these cauldrons in the bones of Abazotolmos zealous devotees who even in death might seek to protect him. She like twitches a little bit. Says the bones in those cauldrons they might rise up against us. What makes you think that? The creature that lives in my head told me so. She pointedly does not look at Conrad or Beatrice when she says this, but it seems to be out of guilt rather than avoidance. Why are you not saying anything before now? We need to destroy those cauldrons. Fair. 
Okay. It just strolls on into the room. You are a ranged fighter. Shoot an arrow from the door, god damn it. Can't get it from the door. <laughs> Arrows can't go around corners, my friend. Yes, they can. It's D&D. All right. So. Yeah, there are six cauldrons, all made of glass. Uh, Conrad. Uh, oh, Conrad will also stride in to have a look. Um, he just kind of like throws his hands up in the air. Um, and just strides in and sort of folds his arms, looking around. Oh, well, holding the staff though. So <laughs> leaning against the staff, he just kind of looks around um, to see if he can assess anything else that might make sense in his brain. But um, that isn't just people saying they all have curses in their head which is okay <laughs> um but yeah and then he'll just kind of like wander around and then look at the shield all the people do other things hmm. but we have to destroy the cauldrons huh? Potentially. Uh, apparently they contain the bones of devotees to some personal god whose name I have not heard. Could be whoever these statues are of or whoever is in that sarcophagus. And there is every chance that if we attempt to open the sarcophagus, we will then have many cauldrons full of bones to deal with. There is also every chance if we attempt to destroy the cauldrons, those statues will come to life. I don't... Everything we do is a... is a maze of choices. Oh, you are so true on that one. Especially in this bizarre little place. So... And then... Uh, Sylvia's just gonna again look at what Conrad's doing and kind of drop her head a little bit like damn it and then uh, she's going to have a look at one of the cauldrons to see if she can make any sense of it like you know if there's a trigger mechanism that Uh kind of stuff yeah uh, from just looking at it, you can't really tell. Um, it would be possible to attempt to identify, if you so desire. It would involve touching the cauldrons. Mm. She's gonna really look at it. <laughs> Before she touches anything, she's also gonna uh, look at the statues. Okay. Um, so these statues. Uh, where are the statues? So the statues are just statues, from what it appears. They're decorative. 
We're at no risk from the statues. Good. Good to hear. So... Either opening the sarcophagus will unleash an army of bones, or touching the cauldrons will release an army of bones. Well. Any further information on the shield that Connor is looking at? Uh, it's just a it shield. It is a bronze shield. Uh which hangs from the walls. Uh, it has a uh, hunter embossed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> he just actually. perceives this. Like He looks at this, I guess, mm. while this is going on. Slowly, like, looking at the cauldrons, trying to think of any ways to destroy them. <laughs> Like, I don't have any spells that can do anything, really. A reminder, they are very clearly made of glass. I was about to say, Beatrice just sort of walks up and says, What if I just smash one? We see what happens. It's certainly an option. And there's a, what, the culture in each of us? It is option, I suppose. Just be on guard. If this seems like a good idea. <laughs> Get out, if not. Alright then. So Beatrice is going to walk up to one of the cauldrons. and wait for everybody else to sort of ready themselves. And then she's gonna hit it with her sword. All right, roll to hit. Twenty-two to hit. Twenty-two, that certainly hits. Roll damage. Ten. Uh, yeah, you hit into this cauldron and it immediately shatters into pieces. Um, oh, sorry. No, I was looking at the wrong thing for its... Uh, it, it is very cracked. There are shards, but it's still... It, there's still kind of bits uh, hanging off. I was looking at its AC, not its uh, hit points, for its hit points. They are inanimate objects that are made of very brittle material. They don't have great ACs. She'll hit it again! Alright. Roll to hit. Twenty-six. Twenty-six will hit. Twelve. 
12. That is enough to, to finish it off. All right. Nothing happens apart from it just breaking? Nope. Yeah, just shatters. Kind of watches this. He's still thinking look at the shield. He's still thinking about the um the bow before no one inscription. What did the statues all look like again? Um so Well they're just generic statues. So the statues And they look just normal, they're not so the four, where you ascertained. Yeah. So the four bronze statues stand on pedestals to either side of the shield. They depict Chilton or they depict mm. uh Eberron warriors, one holding a sword, two with mm-hmm. spears, and one missing its face. So while Beatrice is doing this, Kara's going to inspect the one missing its face. Okay. Anything interesting about it? Should I roll for that? Uh, I'll... I'll so... Um... There's, there's nothing in particular that you're picking up on from it. He kind of like looks behind his back, like you know, like just just to see. Oh yeah, lots of noise going on. Beatrice is just <laughs> breaking a glass cauldron, <laughs> and then he kind of like looks around. Um, this is either very stupid or going to do literally nothing. But he um he's going to bow to that statue. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. Uh, what is everyone else doing? Well, oh, <laughs> oh, Conrad. Um, Sylvia was watching Beatrice shadow this thing, like, uh, yeah, with her arms up, ready to cast a spell if necessary. All has his quarterstaff raised to smash one of them. Dragon bait and artist surviving. Um. <laughs> I think after seeing that, Dragonbait and Artis are both going to uh, go to cauldrons and start smashing. Before we inevitably roll initiative yeah. here. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so Dragonbait is two attack. Um, those are both enough to hit. Um, I will just use... Uh, Let's let's do yeah two d ten. Um, so that is so nine, so eighteen points of damage on this one, and then this one takes. Uh, well, I need to get the stone from Artis. He's going to. Uh, gonna say he he just is going to whack it with his bow. <laughs> because his dagger's, his dagger's not going to do much to it. In the meantime, uh, uh, Phil did 30 points of damage to his pot. Okay. Cauldron. Uh, yeah, that, 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 is, that is more than enough Fall. to smash it. Yeah. Okay. Um, artist. Artists, he's he's not using this bow for its like intended purpose. It's a bit difficult, um, but he does still manage to do some damage to it. Uh, and Sevia, you're you're holding the spell ready. Okay. Um, then the the figure on the shield uh, looks 
like it moves to throw a javelin. Um, and the closest valid target is Artis. Um, okay, what is, what is, what is this shield, uh, to hit? Plus, oh, 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 okay, oh, uh, you, you, yeah. Oh, so that is 18 points of force damage to Artis as this magical spear hits into him. Um, does that coincide precisely with what Conrad does? No. Oh. Interestingly, Con- Conrad, you do note you are the closest to the shield. perceive anything? Can I roll to perceive what's happened? I assume he just like stands um, up looking yeah, awkward. You, <laughs> you, you can see that like it threw this uh, this magical javelin at Artis. Hmm. Okay. Karad steps back and observes. Okay. Uh, what is everyone else doing? Um, so you're just smashing a pot and then turns around and like, um, whoa, you okay, Artis? What happened there? Um, I think some energy just came out of that shield. Ooh. Not gonna lie, hmm. not great. Yeah, that's, uh... Yeah, sorry to hear it, man. Beatrice is gonna... (laughs) It's like I used up all my... Uh, Paul's like, I got no spoons for you. Uh, Beatrice is going to wander down to Artis, uh, where Artis is, and like sort of look at the shield from there. Okay. Yeah, uh, you cannot glean anything extra from just looking at it. Why did you do it? Makes no sense didn't coincide with was it when artists failed to smash the cauldron no okay hmm Beatrice is gonna smash another cauldron okay um which cauldron are you going to smash say artists didn't actually no he did some damage to the one he's at but not enough to destroy it completely She's going to push Artis back, and she's going to swing at that one. Okay. Uh, 
So 13. 13's, that's enough to hit. 12. 12. Nice amount of damage. Not quite enough to shatter it, but it is is uh, cracked up. He hits it again. All right, roll to hit. 22. 22, uh, yeah. Seven. Seven. Uh, that's enough to finish the job. Uh, Dragon Bait's gonna try to finish off his. Ball, are you doing anything? Uh, I guess I'll go and smash another, the last pot then. Um, there are two more other than the one that Dragon Bait's at, yeah. which Dragon Bait, yeah, Dragon Bait safely does enough to destroy his one this round. So, a roll to hit. Uh, that's 15. 15 will hit. Yeah. The AC is 9, so. Nice. That's not much damage. Eight. That's 10 damage. Okay. Um, so it's, it's cracking up and... Um, that's a 17 to hit. Yeah. Stevie, are you doing anything in particular during this? While all this is happening, Stevie is going to be like, oh, so we're not going to mention the artist just got hit by a javelin. We're just going to keep hitting pots, okay? And then it's probably going to look up and see Conrad looking like perplexed she is going to wander over to him and just awkwardly open and shut her mouth a few times did you see anything that could have caused that to Artis no you were closer weren't you Yes, it came from S.H.I.E.L.D. Something moved within it. But I do not know why. Did you I tried thing, but it did not coincide with it. Okay. So what I'm did you certain. try? Well, the inscription said, bow before no one. And it sounds a bit stupid, I suppose, but I thought maybe that statue with the no, with the no face might have been a double meaning, but I suppose if it if the attack on Artis had happened directly after, it would mean that it just means don't bat on the room, but I don't know what this means. So, Paul, how much damage did you do with the rest of your attacks? Uh, I did 12 damage. That is that is enough to smash this one. Okay. Um, you just hear a big crash yeah. right near you. Um, with that Stevia, you are the closest to the shield in this moment. And you all see as uh. this movement occurs on the shield and just hits with a 12. Ah. So. Sexy. <laughs> uh, so let me grab the D8. I just used the average for artists. But, uh, Okay, you're you're pretty lucky. I rolled pretty low. 
Actually, all things considered, 11 points of force damage. You take. Okay. Oh, gosh. Cool. Alright, so CB gets hit with that, imagining almost like in the shoulder, and it kind of, she stumbles back a couple steps. Oh no, Sylvia! A trigger? What was the trigger? Oh, I think that happened after I smashed this... this cauldron. I'm so sorry. The dice smashed the other one and nothing happened. I think it might be on some sort of timer. Does the shield look like it can be removed from the wall? Um, From a quick glance? It could be. Um, so while they're doing, like, pretty much the second that CB got hit, um, Kairos is going to vault forward and try and, like, like see if he can, like, pull it off the wall. Okay. Or at least down. Yeah, you can, you can, uh, take the shield down. <laughs> so he just, like, CB gets hit back and Kairos doesn't even turn to look at Hades, he just vaults towards it and just, like, basketball pulls it down. Yeah. <laughs> He <laughs> probably like it gets some of his like it probably like jumps up to like get his like feet on like tracking on the wall while he grabs it and then that pulls it down with that force of him his body weight pulling it down I guess. Yep. And then he kind of just like um in that movement then stomps a foot down on it so that the, the shield is face down. Okay. Um, on the ground. Does anything happen? Uh no. So he just stands with his foot on it and then and looks back. You wait? the amount of time it was between throws, nothing happens. <laughs> nice. No timer. Oh. Conrad and I were equidistant from... Maybe. So... I think it... Bowers the dead god intoned. It aims for whoever doesn't bow. You bowed, so it aimed for the next closest person. This could work. Perhaps the poem does match the the level. Yes. Good. Well, are you all right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Nothing I'm not used to at the moment. Might have a click for a while. It's fine. Good. How are the pots all smashed I take it Beatrice is working on the last pot yeah she is yeah. so 26 26 will hit uh, another 12 alright that is a decent chunk of damage it's still uh, still 19 19 hit. will hit 11 damage. That is enough to finish shattering the final cauldron. Um, Well, that was good timing. Yes. Excellent. Um, That's good thinking, you two. Oh, um, uh, Peeline, it seems to have worked so far. Do you like some? Sure, yes. Yes, I've been strange asking people for healing. Like, why wouldn't you want some? But I suppose I've um, <laughs> got to make sure. Okay. 
I'll cast a second level cure. Oh, that means he has to touch her. Yeah, yeah. He put his hand over her, like over the sore shoulder, just gently. And then eight, nine, ten, thirteen healing. Aww. Feel the healing energy. Beyond full. Mm. She like. You know what this the you know that extra two points healing energy? She blushes. <laughs> She's like I feel even better than before, thank you. You're very welcome. So what kind of like gives her like an odd look seeing the blush and is kind of like, hmm. <laughs> so who wants to go for this one? Conrad, shall you or I grab this one? Might be difficult to lift. We shall have to see. Everyone else be on guard. Pick up together. All right. Let's do it then. So this this one opens without any real issue. Um, you see bones. Uh, Contained within. Um, there is. Uh, there are. Yeah. The uh, brittle skull and bones of an Eblis are contained within. Uh, a sort of almost crane like bird. <laughs> um, so. Um, there is also. Um, some treasure strewn atop as well. Uh, a gold talk, uh, three gold cups, five gold cloak pins, uh, an amulet. Um, well, yeah, so and an amulet. So the amulet seems to be magical in nature. Conrad tosses that at Sevier again. <laughs> uh, Conrad catch. On initially touching it, roll me a charisma saving throw. Right. Um, so... Yeah, what's my charisma fortifier? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So, strange shadows shift across the walls to your vision, forming the outline of a long-legged bird. Its beak stabs at you as a voice echoes through your mind. Uh, you will do as I command. Awesome. So Connor just kind of like staggers back the second. So probably he would try to throw out at Beach at um, Sevia, but he would miss her. Yeah. Um. As as so you're is this startled. in Connor's head? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. You gain what? the inherited flaw. Uh, I bow before no one. And expect others to do as I command. So much like Sevia, no real change. What change? <laughs> fair. What? Fair. What floor? So um, when this creature does, it's like. <laughs> yeah. I will not. Who are you? Speak. I am Papazottle. Papazottle. Uh. Your power, uh, while you have uh, Papazotl 
uh, hosted within your mind is you cannot be surprised, you gain advantage on all wisdom checks, and you never take damage from falling. Fair, fair. Interesting. Could he use that when he sprained an ankle in the... <laughs> it broke in over the his ankles trying to look cool. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Ah, you have power. I will not bow, but we can work on exchange. As long as it aligns with my goals and the goals of those that have given barter to me. This may be tenable. Tenable, yes. Okay. So that I've just shared the Papazotl uh, card. So you can reference that whenever you need to, Laura. Thank you. Courage has just gone very still um, at this point while he's having this little chat. Well, now Artis rolls well. Looks like um, your friend has finally picked up a passenger of his own. It looks like that, doesn't it? Hmm. Let's hope it doesn't change things too drastically. Yes, let's. Sevia will pick up the amulet from where it probably landed, like five feet away from her, and puts it in her little, like, side bag to identify later. All right. And that's where we're going to leave it this week. <laughs> okay. See you all next week. Yeah. See you next week. We're super cursed. <laughs> Bye. When will I get my curse? <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>